All right. All right, Doug. Welcome back. Caleb, what's up, dude? Here we are. Here we are. All right, well, we're recording now. Um, Where does this episode fall in the, in the lineup? Let's say it now so that it can be disproven on the next episode when it turns out it doesn't release on time. <laughs> Technically, this is supposed to be number 10. Okay. We'll see. Technically, this we'll should see. be episode 10. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. So, uh, since we're recording now, you and I just got into a little off-air uh, disagreement. Yeah, You want to talk did. about that? I We're talking about Mark Maron. Th- yeah, this is a hot take. I hate I hate Mark Maron. I hate him. I, I feel like I have to premise this just to give some context. If you didn't know this about us, um, Doug and I, we listen to podcasts, and sometimes we record podcasts. Yeah, th- this is true. And so Mark Maron came up just in casual conversation because he is also a podcaster. He's actually interviewed Barack Obama, uh, so Lauren impressed. Michaels. I'm that so was a whole impressed. thing. That was like a story arc. That was like, <laughs> have you interview- interviewed Barack Obama? No, but it's not like Mark Maron's the only person to interview Barack Obama. Yeah, but I was a big Maron fan way before any of that shit started happening. I don't know. I, I don't feel like... I'm not a sellout, Doug. Lauren Michaels is a huge asshole as well. Yeah, he, so. he, but that was the whole story arc. He had, like, all these episodes leading up to it to where he was talking shit about Lauren Michaels, and then he, like, so... It was just planted throughout the fucking... The year. And then he finally interviewed him, and then his interview with Gallagher when Gallagher just storms out because he's pissed because Mark Maron is an asshole. When you say Gallagher, who are you talking about? Uh, you know, uh, Watermelon Gallagher. He, like, smashes Oh, I thought you were talking about the guy from Oasis. Who wants some watermelon? Smash. Yeah, I definitely thought you were talking about Liam Gallagher from Oasis, because I could see him storming out of a Marin podcast as well, honestly. Yeah, I I could see anybody storm. I could see Obama storming out. Yeah, Obama had a very... He was smiling the whole time. I did watch it, you know what I'm saying? Oh, you watched it visually? I didn't see it visually. I was just, like, way into the podcast at the time, so I was just listening to every episode as it came out. I don't honestly listen to it as much as I used to, but for me, that's that's what got me into podcasting initially, honestly, because I was already a Marin fan. I liked him from his Netflix show and from all his Netflix specials. His ne- You're shaking your head adamantly right now. You're not feeling Yeah, I, 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 don't th- I, just, I legitimately don't think Homie's funny. Okay. Like at all, I uh, you're, maybe you're not as broken of a person as the rest of us, Doug. Maybe you're more well adjusted. That's probably true. Yeah, honestly, uh, than than most podcasters. Yeah, it's actually shocking that for some reason you landed on this as a hobby slash life pursuit. I know, right? It's it's really self deprecating. Yeah, because you're way more well adjusted than I am in life. <laughs> Oh, but what I was going to say is I saw the Marin Barack Obama thing before I really got into podcasts. Oh, okay. Okay. And Marin was, like, never on my radar. Like, I got into podcasting through Joe Rogan and Charlemagne the God, who does Brilliant Idiots, and uh, uh, The Champs, which is Moshe Kasher and Neil Brennan. Yeah. Oh, Moshe Kasher, man. Mark Marin is just kind of an asshole. Of course he's an asshole. That's his shtick. Didn't, didn't his wife? Didn't his wife leave him? Like I could, see yeah. if if she didn't, I could see her leaving him. <laughs> I mean, he, you know, he's a, he's an alcoholic. He's an addict. He's a broken man, and he wears it on his sleeve. Yeah. 
not a fucking role model, kids. Not a role model. If you're if you're under the age of eighteen and you're listening to this for some reason, you guys need some parental uh supervision but doug didn't when whenever you uh found doug on tinder he didn't mean to give you access to his podcast he was just it was a different reason yeah it was an accident well it wasn't an accident you contacting them wasn't an accident but you giving them your podcast url was an accident i mean you're in the closet right now doug 16 is the age of consent in kentucky caleb oh no doug (laughs) I'm kidding, guys. Uh, making that was me a joke. feel like an asshole. It's all jokes. Didn't even just. I I thought I was just gonna piss. You. Oh, I should have saved it. All right, welcome to Blind Pilots. <laughs> the episode you're about to hear contains spoilers for Olive Kittredge. So if you'd like, you can go onto HBO and watch Olive Kittredge. Otherwise, be prepared for spoilers. Spoiler alert: Olive Kittredge. Olive Kittredge. <laughs> Here we go. Oh man, um, Francis McDormand is fucking great. Yeah, she's like a, a a stage actress. Yeah, she hits it out of the park, man. I mean, I just recently saw three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri, and I'm gonna be real. Like for anyone listening, this is like I guess like a spoiler of my own. Like, if you liked that movie, a Doug Life spoiler. Huh? A, a, a spoiler for your life? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, no, I'm trying to clarify. No, no. Like fr- from a, from a later segment. If you if you like three billboards, you'll probably like Olive Kittredge. Okay, I just had to. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. But I I did. Yeah. But just to clarify. Shut your mouth, Caleb. <laughs> Learn to listen. <laughs> I was trying, Doug. I didn't want to spoil alert without cause for it. A spoiler alert is being abused right now. In modern society, people are calling out spoiler alerts everywhere. This whole podcast is about spoilers. Yeah, but I want to be clear on what you're going to spoil: your life story, or you know, just this. No, I, I said, I said, uh, I originally said a spoiler from later, for later in for the show. This I guess. Pod- so you're spoiling the podcast that people. Yeah. Are. So if you happen to know there's a spoiler, and then you skip ahead in this podcast while listening to it. And uh, then, then you might. Yeah, if you skip through that fucking five minutes of dribble at the beginning. Yeah, which you probably should. But then you wouldn't know there's a spoiler to start with. How would you get the spoiler alert and not skip ahead to spoil it? All right, I'm over <laughs> okay, this. Okay, go ahead, please <laughs> tell me the rest of your story. Spoiler alert. Nothing. For- I was. There's nothing else. I was literally just saying that if you like three billboards, you'll like this show. That's all I was saying. I was I was spoiling who I would recommend this to. Fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'll give a spoiler alert for our lives. So actually, God this is it. this is probably for uh, the what are they called? The NSA. What? Who's the people in the government who who eavesdrop on your phone? Yeah, that's the NSA. Yeah. Okay. So this is a spoiler alert for the NSA. So if you are an NSA agent and you listen to our calls and you listen to our podcast, turn off the call and just listen to the podcast and then finish the call. So, Doug and I talked last night. (laughs) You're so confused. I am. I don't know where this is going. At least mine connected to the show. (laughs) Doug and I talked last night. We were talking about the podcast. We're about to record and everything today. And um, we agreed that we need... Well, no, I just... We didn't agree. I just said that we needed more conflict 
in our relationship, and so that is why I'm being so provocative. End of spoiler alert. Hey, NSA agent, none of that actually happened. <laughs> what? None of that happened. Caleb and I didn't speak yesterday. Yes, we did. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, we did, Doug. Oh my- Oh my god, we did. We had like a 20 minute conversation yesterday. Sorry everybody, I'm just getting old and my mind is going soft. Aren't we all getting older? Unless you're Benjamin Button. Yeah, unless you're... Yeah, I guess he gets younger. Well, he gets older... In years. he gets younger while he gets older. That's the abstraction, baby. Like he's a he's a old is he born an old man baby? Yeah. Or is Oh okay he is. I couldn't remember. Honestly, I didn't like that movie either. I got real bored with it. I couldn't remember if he came out of the vagina as a full grown old person and then and then went backwards, or if he was an old man baby. Is that a hereditary condition? I don't think it's real, man. Well, my uncle had it. So my, my question <laughs> is I'm wondering what if what if he had gotten stabbed forty actual years into his birth? Would he have been born as a forty year old and then aged backwards from there? Because in the movie he's born as an old man and he goes all the way back to being an infant. So if he'd been if he died as a middle aged person, would he have been born a middle aged person and, and age backwards, or would the aging has been accelerated? Was that the premise of that movie? No, that's that's my extrapolation of it. That's what that's what I walk away with. Like that's my question. Oh, I I was well, uh, I I. So wait, he died as a regular that's baby. That's my philosophical. Yeah, he died as an infant. But yeah. he was born as a baby. No, he's well. He came out of the vag as an old man. Yeah, but he but shaped like a little baby. Well, the premise is he ages year for year. And so this woman that he falls in love with, they have like a, few, a little year long, you know, few year long window to where they can be lovers. Yeah. But then after that, they age in, ep- in opposite directions. And so my question is, you know, they're aging year for so year along with each other. So basically, he gets to like forty, like he grows up to be like a normal forty year old man, and then starts shrinking again. Is that what happened? Yes. Oh, yeah, so he's much. a baby at the beginning and well, the he end? ages. Yeah, he. He's not a baby at the beginning. He's an old man. He's an was... old man, but isn't he shaped? He's a little. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Doesn't he come out of the vagina like the size of a baby, but he looks like an old man? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that, isn't that what it is? Fully grown. It's not a fully grown man crawling out of a vagina. Okay, that's what I'm getting at. That's what I'm trying to figure out. He's okay, a, I'm sorry. He's an old man baby at the beginning. He's yeah. an old man baby at the beginning. And he's a and he's a regular baby at the end. I don't recall. I I think so. I don't like, know if did he, he come out of the vagina with like I think he shrinks. like with bifocal glasses on and like wispy gray hair? Like is that I need to, fully dressed? Out. He had alcohol breath. Everyone listening, I'm sorry. I need to Google an image of this. Please Google Benjamin Button um, corpse. Okay, and we'll find he out how large looks he was. like a fucking alien. <laughs> yeah, straight the fuck up. Like I just typed in Benjamin Button baby, and <laughs> woof. This is this is fucking nightmare material, and this is a fucking this is a what's his name? The guy who wrote Great Gatsby. It's it's a F. Scott, Scott Fitzgerald yeah. short. Yeah. Scott F. Scott Fitzgerald book. And I'm just like, this is fucking what nightmares are made of. <laughs> it's like when Alien crawls out of... Is it Sigourney Weaver? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. out of her chest. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Dude. 
<laughs> That's what that birth was this like. This is nightmare material, man. Like, what age range was this made for? Who? Okay, Where's the now, fucking audience? Let's keep it moving. Now move, Now search for a picture of him at his death. Was he actually the size of an infant, or was he an old man-sized baby? Oh, shit. Apparently, Benjamin Button disease is real, first off. Oh, it is real. Do we need to cut this all out? <laughs> we're not haters. We're ignorant. No, we're not haters. Yeah, definitely ignorant. Um, yeah, we're ignorant. I shouldn't have said that. That was ignorant. No, he kind of just looks like a small old man. You know what I'm saying? At the end, too? Or, or just his birth? Maybe that's, that's the beginning. That's his birth. Yeah, that's his... Okay. We need... Okay. We're almost at 15 minutes. We need I to just, move Yeah, we need to talk... How oh, am God I damn the it. one bringing this up right now? Doug... I just, I have to tell you something. I have to tell you two things, actually. They're very You want to move on, but now you want to tell me something? <laughs> yeah. This, I, I want to tell you, I have, I have a couple new segments, but this first thing I need to tell you isn't a segment. This is definitely oh. not, this is definitely not a segment. Um, so I got an email from Cam. Do you know Cam? Our friend Cam? Cam who? Cameron Del Rosario? Oh. Did, did he do anything for our podcast at all, or did he contribute anything? Uh, yeah, Cameron did the artwork. Oh, that Cam. Oh, yeah, you're right. It was that Cam. So he sent me a random-ass tweet. Yeah. Uh, just telling me a little story about our past. And this was unprovoked, out of nowhere, out of the blue, out of left field, out of the clear blue sky. He's, he told me a little story about your guys' past. I'm sure you'll recall this. He said, one time I was with Doug in Houston at a Vietnamese restaurant, and he ordered pho. Is it pho or pho? Uh. It's pho. He ordered pho without putting anything in the broth. The waiter told him that he wasn't doing it right and needed to add some garnish and sauce for flavor, but Doug likes his noodle broth to taste like hot water. So he- Yeah, this is not real. This is not true at all. <laughs> so he flipped the table over and said he was happy... <laughs> Did Cameron really text you this? <laughs> he was happy. Is this, okay. is this real or are you just like doing a bit? Because this is not true. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm personally offended right now. <laughs> I'm personally offended. <laughs> is this real? <laughs> it ends better than it started. So it'll, it'll get back to being nice to you. This isn't real. This is, yeah, everyone listening, this is not real. Cameron and I have been it. to Houston once together, and we've never gone to fucking a Vietnamese restaurant. Jesus Christ. Oh, fuck. This is going way better than I thought it would. It's not a bit. It's not a segment. I didn't this ask Cam for this text. Cameron just tweeted this at you. Out of the out of the clear blue, out of left field, out of the this clear blue is. sky. This, this is, is bullshit. But if, if it were a segment, I would probably call it a history of Doug 102. If it were, but it's not. But it won't ever happen again. You're, are you tweeting Cam right now? Don't tweet at I'm, him. This is obviously not, a joke, Doug. Are you seriously <laughs> upset? I'm not tweeting at him. I was pulling up his Twitter to see what he fucking wrote. Look at the look at our history. Look at the, the history of things that I tweeted. I thought you might have anticipated this because I literally asked for this story. Oh, I don't look at Twitter. Yeah, I know you don't. That's how I found out that you don't. Is the fact that you never reacted to this, and so I thought this, this is going way better than I thought. Let me start the story over again. Okay, now that we're 
on that level. One time I was with Doug in Houston at a Vietnamese restaurant, and he ordered pho without putting anything in the broth. The waiter told him he wasn't doing it right and needed to add some garnish and sauce for flavor, but Doug likes his noodle broth to taste like hot water. So he flipped the table over and said he was happy that Vietnam happened. I left, I left a $50 tip for the waiter and apologized profusely in an attempt to make up for the incident. That's race. Oh, wait. I'm not supposed to read that part. Oh, that's racist. Can I do another one? But will it be obvious it's a joke? Oh, shit. I shouldn't have read that part. Fuck. When did, what was he tweeting? Did he actually tweet these? Yes. When did he but say But it was this? obviously a joke, this? Doug. No, was, obviously it was a joke. So but when, well. when, when did he send it? Um, well, I, I requested it maybe four days ago or so. I sent out a tweet from Blind Pilot's Twitter and, and asked, asked for this uh, this to happen right now. Maybe I won't do my second segment, actually, because this is taking... This is very unprofessional of me. So I'm offended. Even if that was a joke, I'm offended. He knows that I fucking eat pho, right? Fuck well, yourself. Well, he clear- in the Okay, in the... To protect Cam's reputation, he did, unprovoked, text me about you not liking Vietnamese people and you embracing the Vietnamese war. Um, All right. All right. This is... So then... And then I asked for the story. This is... I'm personally offended. (laughs) So we'll... We'll not do this every week, or... Uh... It's up to me. Oh, Wow. Here's an example for reference. The time Doug and I went to a brothel in Japan and he stormed out angrily upon learning that they didn't have satisfactory convincing costume of a little bitty schoolgirl. What is wrong with you? (laughs) You're posting this for the world to see. (laughs) Oh my god. You should be lucky we only have ten followers. Jesus Christ. I'm ending this podcast. After this episode, I'm done. <laughs> you have as much access to the Twitter as I do. You can delete that. Just delete it. I, uh, I, yeah, I don't care that much, but, you know, it's, uh... Well, me neither. Well, obviously, you don't. You're not slandering your own name. <laughs> well, then use, you know, well, whatever. All Slander right, fuck off. Name. We need to talk about this show. Jesus okay. Christ. Right. Jesus fucking Christ. Fuck. That went a lot longer than I thought it would, but it went a lot better than I thought it would this also. This fucking... I'm provoking you on purpose. Yeah, I get it. Uh man. It's because I love you. The rage. The rage building inside me right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just I want to see your retaliation. I want to see how you retaliate. 20 minutes of dribble. We've mentioned the show title once. <laughs> Welcome to Blind Pilots. The episode you're about to hear contains spoilers for you all of... You did it! <laughs> That's the joke. Oh my! Do I just, I'm not going to explain every joke to you anymore. I'm done with that. You should know me well enough by now. Oh, I'm out of it today, anyways. Jesus Christ! <laughs> All, right, All right. So the episode that we watched was called Pharmacy. It's a mini series, and this it single episode was over an hour over an hour long. A minute, hour, six minutes, man. Jesus yeah. Christ. That factors into my review on both on the positive and the negative. I'll say I'm not going to say how I feel about it yet, but that factored in on both sides for me. The fact I did that it read was so long. that the way it aired, it was like one. It was aired over two days, so it was like back to back episodes one night, then back to back episodes the next night. 
So it probably felt more like when you watched it live, it probably felt more like you were watching a movie. Yes. Yeah, as yeah. opposed to a long episode, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And it's based on a novel. Oh, that makes so much sense. That yeah, makes it makes a lot of sense. I'm going to... Yeah, I'll bring that one back. That makes a lot of sense to me. It was so dramatic, I'll say that. It was very dramatic. It was very cinematic. Um, it was very theatrical. It. I'll go ahead and say this. To me... It played like like uh, like a play. It played like a play. Tweet us hashtag yeah. play like a play. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. The, what it reminded me of, honestly, was like an adult version and a better written version of like Degrassi set in fucking Massachusetts. Yeah. Everyone's like... Or it was in Maine. It was in Maine. Maine, whatever. They, they kind of had that like New England accent. Yeah. I thought it might have been Rhode Island at first, or maybe yeah. Massachusetts. I thought Massachusetts too. Yeah, I just kind of guessed because he said, uh, "Oh, uh, Jesse Plemons' character, mm-hmm. the guy from uh, Friday Night Lights." He he said he got into U of M, and I was like, "University of Massachusetts." Oh right, sure, that's a good guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like uh, everyone is like. With somebody, but everyone wants to be sleeping with somebody else. Yes, that was, yeah, that was the tension. And honestly, I kind of sided with both characters at different points in the story. And and I, I kind of rooted for both sides of the coin, but then it obviously, at the end, they, they yeah. revealed that one was kind of in the right, it turned out. I'm gonna I'm gonna just summarize it real quick. Do that, yeah. And, do that. and then we can kind of like talk about different parts and stuff. I've found after through listening to how did this get made, I've kind of found that that's an easier way to go about this. Just do it, knock it out, baby. Just to like wrap it up, and then we can talk about different parts. I I am the reason that this episode didn't start until 20 minutes into you listening to it. Uh, so. Yeah, I'd say that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize for Caleb, everybody. Thank you, Doug. Um, <laughs> I was gonna do it myself. So the the show obviously revolves around a woman named Olive Kitteridge, who's played by Frances McDormand, and her husband, who is played by or his name's Henry Kitteridge. I can't remember his name. Richard something or another. Her husband is Henry, right? Yeah, her husband's Henry, but uh, his his name is uh. He's played by Richard Jenkins, so they're married, but from the get-go, you can tell that their marriage is, like, strained. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, it opens up in a total Tarantino way. You know, she's walking into the woods, she's, like, about to kill herself or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the music that's playing behind her is just, like, this, like, kind of classical tune, and then it switches yep. back to, like, 25 years earlier on Valentine's Day, and you can immediately tell that their marriage is strained just because, like, she has zero interest in him or valentine's day or his sentiments at all and you can tell that he's obviously bothered by this mm-hmm. um yep dude, there's just a lot there's like a lot that kind of went in on this but long story short you have uh francis mcdormand's character is clearly in love with this guy named uh jim o'casey yeah that's scottish guy yeah you i mean we can talk about that at the end like what happens with all of that but she's clearly yeah. in love with him Mm-hmm. Uh, Henry Kittredge is obviously in love with his new, like, shop clerk. Um, what was her name? Uh, Denise. Denise. Yeah, Denise yeah. the Mouse. Um, the Mouse. And then you have Francis McDormand's son, Christopher. Yep. Who, it seems like he just... he. It's funny because he's obviously depressed. 
But mm-hmm. oh yeah, and mm-hmm. she, and she kind of makes that reference where she's like, "Depression runs in our family," but yep. he doesn't mm-hmm. know what depression is. Yeah, like, and the irony is that the dad is a pharmacist, and so he. There's so yeah. much irony. Just finish this. I got so much to say about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean that that's pretty much like that's a really loose, rough summary. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's a good that's a good setup. That's a great dude. That that was. A, there's that a was lot excellent. that goes on, and we can talk about all that. But I just wanted to give like a very loose like setup, basically, because like. So we know, yeah, that tells us who the main characters are and kind of what their dynamics are. Yeah, everyone's just kind of in love with somebody else in this. Yep. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's yeah. It's almost Shakespearean. Yeah. You know, it's very... You have this uh, this older, like, lady who worked for her husband, and she dies within, like, the first, like, five minutes of the show, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And comes and enters this, like, soft, almost, like, virginal young girl, you know what I'm saying? She's obviously not, but... Because she's married and everything, but it's, like, that yeah. idea. But she's very young. But yeah. I would guess... What would you put her age at? Like, 20... Yeah, maybe like 21, 22. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. kind of like early fresh 20s. out of high school. Yeah, early yeah. 20s for sure. Yeah. Maybe done with college. I, we don't know if she went to college, I don't think. Yeah, she like references like her husband is a was a football star, you know what I'm saying? And typically, you wouldn't talk about that if you were like outside your yeah. 20s. You know what I'm That's saying? That's a good observation, like, it's yeah. Not a bit not a big deal. While we're talking about her husband, okay, this, this to me was just an intense fucking plot point. His name is also Henry, which Mm -hmm. is a really big deal in the show. It starts out the older Henry, who, for for my reference, I call the older Henry the the husband of Olive. Uh, Mm -hmm. I I call him Senior, and I call the young Henry Junior, which gets a little dicey into this, but that made me chuckle to myself because I think I'm hilarious, obviously, and so uh, that's how I kept referring to them. But uh, so Junior enters, and there's there is initially a weird dynamic between Henry Senior and Denise. You can tell that he's already into her. He is. You're like at first, you're like oh, creep sauce. But then he's just like initially so invested in the two of them. He's not at all initially jealous of Junior, of yeah. her husband. You know, there's and it's like, oh, maybe maybe he sees her as a daughter, which is kind of I think harped on a lot throughout the show. It's like, is their dynamic father daughter? Is it lovers? Is it lovers it's very, yeah. it's a gray area. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's it, it it's kind of weird at some points. It's you know really it gets creepy. It pulls it back from creepy. Yeah. Uh, at the end, especially, they they threw him a fucking they threw him a softball at the end. I think. Yeah. So, but with that, I mean, then him and senior and junior uh-huh. go out hunting. God damn. Yeah. And then you have and then you have junior's buddy. I I think his name was like Steve or something like that, who just seems like a fucking idiot, and he takes this like random shot Tony. at this doe. Tony. Yeah. Tony. Okay. Um, so he takes this, like, pretty much, like, this blind shot at this doe. At and a ends doe? Up fucking, it wasn't even yeah, a buck. It wasn't even a buck. I, which, I feel like Might not sound like anything to anyone not from the South. Like, yeah, but if you're from the you, South, you know you don't just take a blind shot, not, like, just for sport, at a at an easy doe. Yeah, you need the does to reproduce. To reproduce. You know and any any yeah. buck will fuck a doe. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, any fuck will buck a doe. 
But yeah, so he kills Junior pretty early on in the show too. Just what, like immediately, 15, 15, 20 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, at that, uh, at that, it yeah, might have been like twelve. Yeah, yeah, it, it was it was rough. You know what I'm saying? And then and Senior is kind of and it's weird because like Senior is over him while he dies. Like he watches him die. Yeah, he watched. He tried to save him. He desperately. He, tried to save him. he no, wanted he to save him so yeah. bad. Like he loves this guy. I think he saw yeah. himself in him. He loved that they're both. They were both named Henry. And well, he, he was probably just like, saw him and Olive. Yes. In both of them yes. when they were younger. I think that is pivotal, bro. I'm so glad you said that. That is, I think, a dynamic of it. Is he's projecting and that's what back he on his longs for to when they were in love, when they had that yes. spark, that yeah. energy. And so, I th- yeah, he's, I don't, I don't think it's like, oh, I'm into young girls. It's like I'm, in, I'm into the idea that my wife and I had as w- younger people. I don't think he's like a fucking pedophile. I think he's uh-huh. projecting their memory onto this girl. Yeah. Obviously, I, I've never seen a therapist. <laughs> Therapies for squares, bro. Yeah, fuck that. Um, yeah, that uh, it's it's an interesting plot point. Uh, so, but as soon as he dies. He more or less steps in as her husband. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I saw it as her father, honestly. Initially. Initially, I saw it as her father. Yeah, initially. But I only say that because there's that point where Olive... Well, uh... uh, What was her name again? Doris? Denise. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Denise. I just keep thinking the mouse... Cause that's what the mouse. Olive you can calls call her. It the mouse. Let's call it. I made up senior and junior. We'll call her the mouse from here on. The out. mouse. Okay. Yeah. So the mouse, like Henry gives her, senior Henry gives her a cat or whatever to like try and feel better, and then she runs over that cat at the end. <sighs> I and think the cat Olive was a projection. Like, oh, sorry. Bro. You, you finished no, no, your thought. No, no. Olive is just like go be with your girlfriend. She called him. Yeah. She called the mouse hit uh, senior's girlfriend, and. Yeah. I, I just wanted to say before we got too far away. I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but like before we got too far away from it, I wanted to say you, you totally meant it. <laughs> I, I that time I didn't. I've been. I started out being a real dick to you. I'm trying to kiss your ass right now, and being way too nice. <sighs> yeah, I'm already. I'm already offended. I'm over this episode I already. <laughs> I know. I can tell. I've wasted enough time. Oh <laughs> boy. Uh, yeah. So what were you gonna say? Sorry, I apologize. Um, what were you going to say? I was talking oh, cat, about the, the, cat, cat. the cat. So the cat... <laughs> I, just feel, I just feel like a real dick right now. I, that, I do have feelings. Do you, though? Do you, though? Some, only sometimes. You call... You project me as a racist, and then you say I don't know how to eat pho, and that I don't tip waiters? That's like three strikes in one tweet. In one fake tweet. I said more that you were a, a pedophile... And then Cam said that you were racist. Uh, yeah, okay, that's four strikes and two tweets. That's not great. I'm just clarifying for the record, Your Honor. Go on. About the cat. I think the cat was also a projection of Senior. I think he was... I think that the husband... He was projecting himself onto the husband. The husband dies. So he buys a cat so that he can still safely be involved in this girl's life. And, like, when she's kissing on the cat, he's just grinning. He's cheese and so big. I think he he saw him... He was like, I don't have a... Um, someone, you know, to be my surrogate. Or, what's that word that starts with a V? Uh, like, mm-hmm. when you're projecting... I don't know. I don't, huh? I, don't have a, I don't have a surrogate to be in my place for this girl to love on me in a romantic way, so I'll buy her a fucking cat. 
I kind of saw it as a way for him to detach her, detach himself from her life. Really? Because, okay. Because he can tell that Olive isn't cool with it. You know what I'm saying? Because she stays at her house at their house that one night, and Olive is clearly upset about it. Very. Pissed. And then he and then he gets her that cat. Because, like, the cat is, like, a companion, you know what I'm saying? Which is the role he was playing. Mm, and okay. then the, and okay. then she killed the cat, and he was like, well, I guess it's my time to step back in. Yeah. Did you see how how jealous he got, though, with, um, what was the other pharmacy? Tony. No, the, oh, the, the other pharmacy employee. He did get jealous with Tony, too. That was, like, a back-to-back sequence. First he gets oh, jealous. Oh, you talking about Jesse Plemons' character? Je- yeah. What's his, uh, what's his name? Jerry. He doesn't work there. Jerry. He's like a delivery boy or something well, like that. Well, yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like somehow he works while he's working. He's in the shop, I guess. Sometimes. Yeah, I get. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. The only time you see him is in the shop. Yes, you're yeah, right. But I don't right. think he works there. Yeah, I don't think somehow, that's his role. They're affiliated somehow. Somehow, yeah. but yeah, but he, I, I feel like Senior got really jealous at Jerry whenever uh, Denise is like, or Mouse is showing the cat off to him and being like oh look how pretty it is and they're both like kissing on the cat and I think I think he got real jealous then he was like that's my you know that's my surrogate or whatever I don't know it's possible I don't know I honestly didn't read like, too much into the I honestly didn't read too much into the cat scenario I was kind of like whatever on it just because like <clears throat> when he gave her that little kitten like immediately I was like the only way this story arc is gonna go with this little kitten is for it to die. Yeah, it was. So I didn't yeah. even, I didn't even care. I was like, they this cat is going tone. to die. Yeah, I was like, this cat's gonna die. Yeah. Everyone's already every the, what? Okay, the original store clerk for the pharmacy died. Uh, the mouse's husband died. The kitten died, and fucking Jim O'Casey yeah. died. Shakespeare, baby. Four people Tragedy. died within a fucking hour and six minutes. Yeah. Like, but it was also, the the big irony there was that, and this is just loaded with irony, but it, it was, they had funny moments. Like, even when that woman dies at the very beginning, mm-hmm. she's obviously dead. And Senior runs up to her and gives, he's giving her mouth to mouth. Yeah, and then he fucking cracks her chest, yeah. Well, that's how you have to give CPR. You have to crack the ribs to reach the heart. Uh, well, he like freaked out when he did it. Yeah, it was it was upsetting, but it was still like kind of funny. It was like I'm well, not sure. I thought the funny part was when the that that lady Rachel walks up to him after he cracked her ribs, mm-hmm. and she's just like, "He's dead," or "She's dead." Yeah, and then just kind of like walks off. She's she's super whatever about it, but that that lady's like, you find out she's like mad fucking depressed and is like hella yes. addicted to like Valium and shit like that, and is yeah. just ready to fucking end her life basically because she talks about like taking her her boat with a cracked hole out on the fucking water and tying cement to her feet and just letting the current, you know, drift her away. And I'm like, yeah, that is dark. That is very dark. She's dark. dark. Like, I've thought about killing myself, but damn, that was She's detailed. Yeah, she thought about that shit. Like, not anything simple. Like, I'm going to go through the act of, like, you know, there's a lot of steps involved in that process of killing yourself where you can, like, stop and be like, I don't want to do this. You know what I'm saying? But to think about killing yourself with that many steps and then you're still like, I want to do this, Mm -hmm. that's dark. That's real dark. She's, like, gone through all the options and, like, how many, how could I kill myself? And that was her favorite one that she could come up with. She was like, which one is my favorite? 
Yeah, what's the easiest? Oh, and then you have, like, I'm bit, but that's kind of, like, and then the death thing is, like, also, like, seen in that little Tarantino scene at the beginning where all of it, I mean, you don't know if she kills herself, but it's implied. You know what I'm saying? She, like, takes that blanket out, and then she gets on her knees, and does she, she puts the bullet in the gun, and yeah. she cocks it. Did mm-hmm. she put it in her mouth before she they cut? She puts it in her mouth, and then they cut, yeah. Honestly, knowing, I don't know, I mean, I don't know how it's gonna end, but part of, like, 90% of me is, like, she doesn't kill herself, and then the other 10% is, like, well, at least, like, when I first started watching it, I was, like, I bet she doesn't kill herself, you know, in the last episode or whatever, because, like, that's obviously how it's gonna end, like, They're with that They're setting you up for that assumption. Yeah, like, they that scene to is that. gonna be, it's gonna be the first scene and the very last scene. For sure. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I don't think she, I didn't think she was gonna kill herself, but, like, after seeing, like, four, pe- three people die and a cat in the first episode, I'm, like... Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. She's the main character, man, and this is a tragedy, so for the sake of story, I, I kind of hope she does kill herself. Because that's yeah. Romeo and Juliet, baby. You know, yeah. that's that. I don't know. Just, that's, I I grew up with, you know, that Shakespeare shit, and this sounds really pretentious to say, but I was a drama kid. Make You can make fun of me for that. Little, you know, little baby boy walking around memorizing lines. But I love Shakespeare, I love tragedy I hope that the main character does die in the end Because they had funny bits in it You know, it, it, and it, it was obviously the whole tone was sad But, uh, I don't know, I'd, I guess I would recommend it to fans of Divorce <laughs> You mean, like, fans of, like, getting divorced? Like, N- no, like the show Divorce fa- Oh, I was like, if you're really into the idea of divorce, you should watch this show. Um, also that. The the kid, the guy who plays the kid, Christopher. Christopher, yeah. But not in the first episode, and I guess in the rest of the episodes. Oh, they change older. actors? Oh, I yeah. see. Because okay. what I read is like each episode, it's not like a coherent story. Like each episode is different parts of their lives. So I'm assuming that, like, we're going to get the back... If we kept watching, we would get the background on Jim O'Casey and Olive, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, how it is the fuck they know each other, because it's never really made clear. Is he a teacher at the school? Is he just, like, a family friend? Because, first off, he drives him to school. He drives him home from school. And he hangs out at the school after hours waiting for Olive to like, get off work. Assumingly because he takes them home. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But. They're in love. Pretty, it's pretty fucking clear that they're in love. If if they're not fucking already, they're in love. And, they're and absolutely they, in love. Well, yeah, and, and they probably like were fucking at some point in time during the time that she's been married to Henry. Yeah. There's an obvious sexual tension. It is thick. You can cut it with a knife. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the most... It was weird. Like, the most sexual encounter that they had was also the least sexual encounter. At is the end? where they... No. Uh, well, I was, I was more referring to them sharing that cigarette. That was very sexual. That's a good point. That's the, that's like, the most. Sharing a, yeah, sharing a cigarette isn't typically a sexual thing, but like when she did that, it was almost like a metaphor. It was like the closest she could get to his mouth. To kissing him, yeah. And she yeah. gave him fuck eyes. Mm-hmm. And then I almost thought she was going to kiss him. And then she yeah, walked away. Yeah. 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 But her, I mean, I feel like she felt like doing that because 
Henry was paying so much attention to the mouse. I still can't remember her name. What the fuck, man? Denise. What's her name? Denise. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's okay. This is, this is how much of an impression she left on me. Honestly, Denise was easily the most annoying character the entire show, and I get why they call her the mouse, because her voice is obnoxious. Yeah. Yeah. She's a... She's not a, a super well-developed character. She's very Catholic. She's into her husband. She's obviously very naive. Um, she's more, yeah, she's definitely not a main character, but she's a very important character. Yeah, well, I mean, she might be a main character towards the end, you know in, what I'm saying? In, this, in the pilot, she's definitely not a main character. You don't think so? She's, I mean, she's not, like, developed. We don't know her background. We don't know a lot about her dynamics. We're not clear on whether she reciprocates this weird sexual energy that Senior is throwing at her. You know, like... A lot of the people that are, like, listed on IMDb are only in two episodes. Oh, interesting. Okay. Denise is only in two episodes. The Jesse Plemons character is only in two episodes. Oh, okay. I didn't see that. Um... There's like a couple other that that showed up in this uh the that that depressed lady Rachel she's only in two episodes oh yeah do you recognize her from like Swanberg films I didn't know oh, okay okay I did re- uh, there are a few faces that I recognize like I recognize Richard Jenkins because he's been in like a shit ton of stuff yes uh-huh. like uh me myself and Irene. Yes. Uh, there's something about Mary. They had film Mary. actors. They had a lot of... They, almost exclusively. Was it exclusively film actors in this show? I, w- I don't know about exclusively, but the main roles, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Bill Murray's in a couple episodes. Yeah. And, I mean, Frances McDormand has been in, like, fucking... I, I mentioned Three Billboards. She's been in Fargo. She's mm-hmm. been in... Um, she was in that new... Uh, movie Isle of Dogs. That's right. Yep. She was in The Good Dinosaur. She had a voice for that. She was in Eon Flux. Like, she's been in a lot of shit. Yeah. A lot of She's moved past TV. Like, everyone in this, and there's kind of, you know, like, this this air about, like, being a TV actor is a lower tier than being a film actor. Or being a series, a series actor, let's say. Well, like, HBO and Netflix are really trying to pull, like, are trying to redefine the idea of being a TV actor, you know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. like... That's, yeah, this is more of a HBO, series. Yeah, well, HBO, like, for, like, True Detective pulled in some pretty big fucking names, like Vince Vaughn, and, uh, what's his, what's his dick, uh, uh... He was also in fucking Three Billboards, uh, Woody Harrelson. Oh, okay, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. big, like big name actors... And uh, for that kind of stuff. And Netflix is kind of doing the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're redefining what it is to be, like, a TV actor. Like, you can still be a huge movie star. Right. But also do series television. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, like Love isn't going to go on for, like, eight seasons like New New Girl did. You know what I mean? Like, it's a solid show, uh, you know, that's, like, fully thought out. They're not going to just, like, milk it until they run out of... Uh, viewers or whatever yeah it's uh, Matthew McConaughey that's the other guy that was in True Detective oh okay okay and Colin Farrell he was in season 2 those are some those are like four really big names really big for, for really an HBO big. show yes absolutely what what else what else fucking crazy happened in this shit oh man so I, something that I wanted to talk about and I was wondering how you would feel about it is the relationship between 
Senior and the Mouse. Are you talking about if like I was Olive? I'm well. I'm wondering. At, for me, at first, I was rooting for. It seemed like Olive was just being really cold to Senior, and I was like, he's just trying to be a dad to this girl. It's just it seems pretty innocent. She was and then cold to him the, before that. Well, sure, sure, sure. But then I'm just saying, like, at first I was kind of on Senior's side. And then by the end of it, I was like, this guy's starting to creep. He's starting to creep. And obviously, and and at the end, they simultaneously reveal that she's in love with that dude. I, at first I thought they just they were just trying to fuck each other. But, like, it's like, okay, they would be a good pair. Like, I can and tell the son, this, Yeah, I, yeah. Go on, sorry. I, I apologize. Well, and and Chris, I was just saying Christopher's relationship with both his parents is interesting because he wants them to be together, but he doesn't really like either of them. He's not like, he's not like siding with either or. He's kind of just hates both of them. Yeah, I mean that was made clear that he hated them whenever uh, Denise mm-hmm. and 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 Henry Jr. were at dinner. And Henry Sr. was like, or Henry Jr. asked about, or he said that it was a nice plot of land or whatever. Oh, yes. And, mm-hmm. and Sr. is like, it's actually two plots, and we're thinking about building a house on the other plot if Christopher wants to stick around, and he'll have a house by the bay. And then Denise is like, do you like being out by the water to Christopher? And then he kind of ignores it because he's obviously a little shit, you know what I'm saying? And then they're like, and he's a little bit jealous too. I think. I don't even. I didn't. I didn't even. I didn't even register the jealousy thing. But. Um, so senior says to Christopher, answer her. Yeah, and then he's just like, no, he doesn't like yeah. being out by the water, which is like clear that he doesn't want to stay in this tiny little town. But the jealousy thing, I didn't even like register it because like I tried to ignore Christopher's character as much as humanly possible. He was a little shit for sure. He's annoying, dude. It was interesting that, like, in that moment, he was jealous for his mom. He was like, I don't want this this girl or this dude swooping in up in here and, and fucking with our, our family dynamic. He could tell his dad really likes this girl. Maybe. I thought it was more just, like, more signs of his depression. Okay. Because, I mean, yeah. like, when you're depressed, I mean, you pretty much just want to shut everyone out. That's true. That's a good read. You and I have both been there, like, where you're just like... Oh, yeah. I'm there all the time. You refuse to, like, respond to text messages and shit like yep. that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. It's not uncommon. It's the same thing, but in in real life. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like, I don't, I don't care. I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. That was... And we kind of touched on it already, but, like, that was an interesting dynamic with the fact they really put so much emphasis... Like, there's just a few... There's just a few... Um, Sets pretty much for the show. There's just a few settings. Like there's the pharmacy. There's, it's not even the house. It's the dinner table, dude. There were fuck. There were like six pivotal scenes in this show that where they were sitting at the dinner table. That's when you first. That's when they talk about the conflict with, you know, the mouse and the wife, and she calls the mouse his girlfriend. That's, like, so much heavy shit. Like, she, he's like, oh, oh, your cat got run over, I'll, I'll come over there. Like, there's, so, there's like, six huge scenes at the dinner table. I felt like that was just, like, kind of a depiction of, like, American family life. Because this is obviously set in, like, the 80s or something like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that ideal family. Yeah, absolutely. But I think that that, that goes hand-in-hand hand with the fact that they chose to do so much shit around the dinner table. And then uh, the mouse is like, when she when her husband dies, and she's like, I don't know if I can eat. And then Senior's like, well, you can come over to our house. You know, she said, I don't, I don't know if I can eat alone. 
And so then she comes to eat with the family. And so there's so much emphasis put on that the dinner. Dude, holy shit. I forgot all about that. I mentally blocked all of that out because at the end of dinner, he starts fucking feeding Denise. Yeah, that got creepy. He started feeding her yep. in front of Olive while she's sitting saying, at the bro. table. And yep. then and then and then Denise's ob- I don't know if she's uncomfortable or she's just like trying to like make nice, but she just she compliments the stew that is being fed to her yep. by Olive's husband. And then yep. Olive gets up and is just like, Thanks, you can clear your plate when you're done. Yep. And it's like and then he continues to feed her. He keeps on doing it. I'm just like, bro. He, th- he doesn't even bro. see it. He thinks he's in the right. He doesn't even know. And I guess that's kind of where, like, the dad complex comes in. Because, yes. like, if you're yes. sexually attracted to somebody... You're not going to do it in front of your wife and kid. He doesn't think, think you're he's sexually feed attracted. them at all. Like, he's acting like she's a baby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, she's that's like when a fo- I think he's trying to... Yeah. He, he's confused about how he's attracted to her. But then, like, that comes back up because he's, like, treating her like a kid because she gets all pissy yeah. with him or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, she I'm, says, not, I'm a child. not a child. Yep. You don't have to treat yep. me like a child or something like that. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, you're not. And then he, I think he realizes what he's been doing. And that's when he starts to sexualize her. That's when I think he's you're just right. like, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. he starts staring at her and shit at the like pharmacy. that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And Jesse Plemons, I can't even remember his name in the show. You said it earlier. Oh, yeah. Uh, He's like the, the delivery boy. Is it Jerry? No, uh, Jesse Plemons' character um, notices him watching her, like oh, gazing yes. at her. Yes. That's why I thought he was going to be a big character in the show. Like, yeah. he, his perspective is really interesting. And at the end... It seems to me like I'll just go and say this because we already, you know, we know we're, we're kind of all his out name about is spoilers. his name is Jerry in the show. It is Jerry. Okay, it is Jerry. Okay, so he, uh, I feel like Senior projects onto Jerry the same shit in my perspective that he projected onto Junior and then the cat, and then I think he starts projecting that same shit on Jerry because he asks Jerry to take out the mouse. He gives him money to take her on a date. See, I thought that was more of a way to calm to di- Olive's mind. To distance? Oh, okay. To distance himself from her and to show Olive that... Because, like, that happens right after she calls him... Or calls her his girlfriend. Yeah. And then after that scene, he's like, um, You're not going to leave me, are you? You know, he's like, You're, you're, you're not going to wind up leaving me. Remember who, that? To who? To Olive. Uh, I don't remember that at all, honestly. Oh, okay. all right. I don't remember that. Okay. That might have been a point where I pulled my phone out. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't remember that. But, yeah, I definitely... I don't think that that was a projection. I think that that was him trying to put a few steps between him and the mouse, yeah. Denise. I think it, yeah, maybe. Maybe it could have been both. It seems like he, he just, like, he wasn't jealous at all. He was just genuinely pleased when he was like, you should go ask her right now. You should go ask her out right now. Here's some money. You because know? she was sad. Yeah, but I think he was trying to comfort her vicariously through Jerry. I don't know. I That's mean, my maybe. Argument. I don't know. This show is on so many levels, and it and you know that it's on so many levels because at the very beginning of the show... 
you know that you can't be stupid and watch this show. Yeah. Because at the very beginning, Olive is a school teacher, and her son goes to her school, and she's talking about how her son's paper or whatever, like, sucked. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She's, like, mm-hmm. she's like, what, do you want your son to turn out to be a dope? And she says, your son doesn't understand subcontext or subtext. Mm-hmm. Subtext, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this show revolves around subtext. Subtext, yeah. Like, you can't watch this show if you don't understand subtext. Yes. So you yeah. can't be dumb. Like, you have to pay attention. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah. Or if you've never seen a shrink before, then you can't watch this show. You won't know. What yeah, I wouldn't happening. suggest it. If you if you're not mentally ill, you probably won't appreciate the show. If you're not taking antidepressants, you might not appreciate the show. You might be a redneck. I don't take antidepressants, ladies and gentlemen, and I, I appreciated this television show. Okay, word. So, I take antidepressants. Why are you flicking me off over this? Okay, that's fair. Oh, because because I prove you wrong. Yeah, you prove me wrong. I'm just saying that uh, this is a show about uh, that mental illness is a theme, and I'm I have mental illness. I'm yeah, I mean, that, all the mental time. illness is definitely a subcont or subtext theme, an underlying yes. theme in the show yes. for sure. Right? Yeah. You've got Rachel who's depressed. You've got uh, Olive. Francis I think McGormand. they're all depressed. They kind of hinted they're all depressed. She Olive even says to Senior, "She's like, you might, you're probably depressed too," and he's like, "I don't think so." And yeah, but he's like that stereotypical male who denies that depression is a real thing. And it's but also, he's a, also a pharmacist. Yeah, but it's also set in the... I think it's set in the 80s where depression and mental illness and things like that weren't really something that people talked about, especially not yeah. openly, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And definitely not with your family. Definitely not with your family. For sure, bro. So it's... it's um, Wow, the show takes place over 25 years. So oh we obviously get a lot, yeah, of it. Sorry, I just looked at my I looked at my computer screen and that just popped up at me. No, you're good. You're good. I'm gonna go ahead and say this. Um, I, I I took a lot more notes than even that we got time to get into. But I took no um, notes. Okay, I <laughs> I really I dug this this pilot episode. Like, if the premise of this show weren't just reviewing a pilot episode, if we were reviewing a series, I w- I'm betting I would give this a low rating. I mentioned earlier I liked it theatrically. Oh, I liked it theatrically. I liked I, If this were a stage show, if this were a play that lasted, like, maybe an hour and a half, an hour 15, or even just as long as the show did, but they'd have to have some fucking quick costume changes... But, like, if it were just a, sta- a stage show that was, like, two or three acts, you know, then I think I would, I would really, really dig it just as a complete story. Because it ends open-ended, but I liked that. I don't want to get the conclusion. I don't want to know if she kills herself or not. I don't want to know, like, all, you know, if they end up having, if, if Senior and the mouse end up having sex. You know, like, I just, I, I like it kind of left open-ended like that. So... I'm going to go ahead and maybe give a, a little nod to the fact that I, as a pilot episode, I think it stood al- alone a lot better than... Like, I don't want to watch the rest of this. I'm not going to watch the rest of this series. But as a, an episode, as a complete story, I thought it was great. I don't even want to watch the second one. If it debuted on... You know, if they debuted it and it was a two-part thing, I think I'd probably check out after the first one. Like, it was it was slow. We're, I mean, we're an hour deep. That's why I'm already bringing this up. But, like, it was, it was slow. 
but I think it was theatrical and and it was dramatic as shit. I dug it. I'm gonna completely disagree with you, and th- I yes. think that the hour that f- hour and six minutes in my mind blew by. Mm. Okay, blew by. I thought it was. It, I mean, it's not like action packed or anything, but I thought that like the way that everything's set up, it's like one thing after another. You know what I'm saying? Like I put it on and then I like checked the timestamp. And it felt like 10 minutes had passed, but I was 25 minutes into it. And I was like, I, and I'll be honest, I, I told you this the other day, yesterday when we had that phone call that I forgot all about, <laughs> completely based on the title and the cover and the little synopsis that HBO gives you, I was like, this show is going to blow. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. I have zero interest. And then I looked at the cast list before I started watching it, and I was like, Frances McDormand, all right, cool. I just watched Three Billboards, like, tight movie. She fucking plays a badass, and she pretty much is the same character in this, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's just, she just plays it in the same way, and then I started watching it, and I was like, okay. I mean, if the other three episodes are, like, all, like, it keeps it moving. I didn't feel like there was a lot of downtime. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there's always there was always something going on. That's true. Like it, That's it's true. it wasn't like Yeah. I can't think of something, you know what I'm saying? Like off the top of my head where there was like a lot of filler. Yeah. Like it all this this one episode was like fifteen puzzle pieces that put together one larger puzzle yes. piece. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought that was interesting. I think maybe for me. This is really interesting because I think, I think we both liked it maybe for different reasons. And I think that yeah. maybe you would you would watch the rest of it, but I wouldn't. But maybe I liked the – I don't know. I, I really, really loved the pilot as a standalone piece of art. And I, I'm just not trying to watch, you know, like I don't know. How many episodes are there? Only four. Okay. So I'm not, I'm not trying to watch a four-hour long – I'm not trying to watch a fucking extended edition Lord of the Rings cut I mean, of this am movie. I, but have you ever seen Nixon or – Casino or something like that. I mean, yeah, I've, I've seen, I like. I've seen long ass movies that I like, but just if they're going to keep this same pace as a TV show, I'm not trying to watch that. Honestly, like I said, like if it were a stage drama, maybe I would sit through like up to two hours or two and a half or so of actual <laughs> performance time. There's more going on in this than there is like Young Pope. Yes. Oh, for sure. This is way more dense, even than Young Pope, which was dense as fuck. I think that's the densest one we've had yet. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I. I. I think it's. I think it's really good. I think it's really well written. I understand why I got nominated for a shit ton of awards. I. I. I don't know what it was up against. You know what I'm saying for all these awards because I know it. It was nominated for some primetime Emmy stuff. It was nominated for some Golden Globe stuff. It was nominated for a bunch of like Screen Actors Guild stuff. Like, Francis McDormand and Richard Jenkins were both nominated a lot for this show. You know wow. what I'm saying? I believe it, yeah. And then the show itself was nominated as well, so it's just like, I understand, but I don't know what it was up against. I'm sure there was something better going mm-hmm. on that was more, like, socially relevant. Because it came out in 2014, you know what I'm saying? Like okay, this, yeah. mm-hmm. it, And I don't know how old the novel is. I don't know anything about the novel. I don't know who wrote it. But, um... I mean, maybe it works better as a book. It might work better as a book. Yeah. I honestly, I was like, this could be a radio drama. This could be, 
it, it, I, I thought there could be like a novel version or a stage version, so it makes so much sense to me that it was a novel. It's, mm-hmm. it's obviously very well thought out. It's a complete idea. These characters are very well defined, you know, especially the, the ones that we're focusing on. You know, the, the obviously senior and Olive, or Olive, but uh, yeah, it's it's obviously very well put together and thought out. Yeah, I the only I don't know if I have anything like bad to say. Yeah, about this, if I'm being honest. Yeah, um, my biggest critique personally is that, like I said, <clears throat> like I said, I I don't I don't think I would keep on watching it just because it's gonna probably it's it's obviously gonna be keep on being really sad. I like sad art, but just I'm not trying to sit through four hours of it. Honestly, just in one yeah. sitting or like, and I feel like to appreciate this, I, I have to do it in one sitting, or else I'd forget about the minute little details. Oh, you'd have to do all four episodes in one sitting? I think so, man. It's just, it's like you said, you have to be paying, paying close attention. I, the reason I call it slow is because it's it's a TV show, and, I, and I'm anticipating there's going to be a lot more of this. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not about to binge this. I'm not about to invest in, in the whole series. I loved the pilot. Like I said, I love the pilot, but the whole series, I would probably not rate very high. If I, I'm guessing. if I, I don't know, obviously. Yeah, I don't. I, I no. I, I, I understand where you're coming from. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I totally get it. Yeah, for sure. Should we do some seggies? Or do you have any more thoughts? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I, I apologize. I'm fuck. I, I'm being a bad host right now, and I'm lost in my computer. I'm looking at the Olive Kitteridge novel Wikipedia page. Oh, what did you find out? Uh, I was just, I was just kind of like, so it. The book is set up in a bunch of different chapters. You know what I'm saying? So they, like, compressed a lot into that okay. one episode. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was really just looking at, like, who wrote it and seeing if she had any other, like, big-name books uh-huh. that had been turned into something it doesn't look like she has. Okay. Um, and I'm looking at the list of characters... There's a lot of fucking characters in this book. I believe it, yeah. There's, I, there are a lot of characters. Like, more than we've met in the show. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah, I believe that. I, uh, it, the book honestly seems very, very dense. Mm. Yeah, I can, I, yeah, this is a dense TV show. Can I get, can I give a spoiler alert that I just read from the book, from the novel? Let's do it. Wikipedia page. We're all about spoilers. That's what we do, baby. At some point during this, I don't know where, I don't know what episode, I don't know where in the book, but Jerry and Denise get married. And if they don't get married, they have a kid. Okay, I, yeah, I, I believe that. They got some, a little spark they going either, on. Yeah, they either get married, um... That's in, but they're both, you said they're both only in two episodes of the show, so they're only both in half of the show. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah, so they either get married and have a kid. Oh, wait, no, it says that they move to Texas. Okay. At some point. So it seems okay. like they get married, together, have a kid. They're together in some fashion, yeah. uh-huh. have a kid, and uh, move to Texas. I only say married because she seems like that proper type yeah. of chick. Very Catholic, very, very Catholic, like. You know, New yeah. England, Irish Catholic yeah. type thing. Yeah. Yes, yes. Dude, I would not put it past... I wouldn't put it past Senior killing one of Denise's suitors out of jealousy. 
Like that to me, it seemed like this is going to happen. I was just yeah. waiting on him to to kill. Like whenever she's flirting with Jerry, he was just so fucking jealous. He was just ready to pass. It, it seems it to does. me like he's going to kill one of them. If it if it clears anything up for us, the the Wikipedia maybe he'll kill Tony, bro. I, I that'd be interesting. Um, if it if it clears anything up for us, yeah. Uh, the Wikipedia for the novel does list Denise. This is what it says about Denise. It says works at Henry Kittredge Pharmacy. Quote the not so secret object of his affection, which is okay. not a father role. Yeah, sure, 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 yeah. Yeah, but I think that that dynamic was important for them to pass through. That's why he felt justified in, like, giving her those creepy hugs that he starts giving her and stuff. At first, I think he thinks he's, like, a father figure, and then he starts to become sexually attracted to her. He's projecting his wife onto her. Yeah. Or their their old memories, I guess, onto her, but anyway. Yeah, that, I... Yeah, I think that'll... It's thick. It's a dense... This has to be based on on real people's dynamics, if not on a true, you know, on actual yeah. people. I wonder if she based it on real people. It's very Freudian. It's very like there's so much, you know, psychology and even literally psychiatry because there's the prescription meds and stuff. And he gives, bro, he gives her meds to go to sleep. Do you remember that when she's upset? I saw that. I was like, yo. He slipped her some meds. And did you see that scene when, whenever he felt like they were, they were getting on better terms again, him, Senior and the mouse were getting on better terms again, and he's like counting out those pills and it seemed like he miscounted them? Yeah. Like, yeah, drugs, then, drugs are going to be a big part of this. And in the 80s, drugs were in, I think, a weird place socially. Like, yeah, prescription meds. Yeah, he starts, like, self-medicating or something like that. Something. He's going to medicate... He medicated his object, the object of his desire, as he said, in the first episode. Yeah, you know? and then she, like, fell asleep on the bed, and he's, like, and he's sitting stroking over her, hair. her, stroking her hair. And he kissed and her on the forehead. Her. That yeah, was weirdly it was, sexual. It was weird, man. It was it, weird. It's weird that, like, the really sexual moments of this show... In any other situation, probably wouldn't be deemed sexual. Like, mm-hmm. sharing a cigarette is not sexual. Right. That's like, interesting. taking care of your, like, sick friend and giving them a kiss on the forehead, typically not sexual. Yes. You that's very saying? good, dude. I feel that's like most good. of us have been in a situation like that. Well, yeah, where you could have done that and it would not... Or you have done that and it wasn't sexual. It wasn't weird, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was just like mm-hmm. a I care for you sort of situation. Yes. Yes. But this, I think that's where the ambiguity comes, where it's like, is he be, is he sexualizing her? Initially, you're like... But then there's that shot of her like cleaning off the pharmacy uh, the shelves, which I think that, honestly, I think as far as set pieces go, as far as like the, the, the backdrops go, I think that... Henry Sr. is the pharmacy and uh, Olive is the school because that's another I think it's pretty much the school, the pharmacy, and the dinner table essentially and then everything else is in passing like if I saw this as a play I think it would be three sets and, that, and that's, that's all you would need is the, the pharmacy, the dinner table, and the school. That's interesting. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, you're, you're probably right, honestly. I don't know. I don't know. That's no, just what no, I thought. No, no, no. I, I think that's fairly accurate, honestly. Like, that would make the most sense i think when she's cleaning the pharmacy he sees it almost as her cleaning himself i think he's just constantly projecting shit around i know it's gross i know it's bad but i think that's when it's like clear that he is this is a sexual thing for him now and he accepts it i think i don't even think it was clear to him up until then yeah and he's just like yeah i'd smash that 
He got a boner in that scene. Ten times to Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Uh... Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> if they had if if they had panned down while he was counting those pills, you would have just saw a raging oh, boner yeah. coming out it of those there. slacks. We all know it was there. Yeah, it was there, man. And I, oh, yeah. <laughs> maybe that's why Jesse Plemons' character like gives him such a weird look, is he like looked down and like he saw, saw the his boner. huge he saw the pants boner. tent. <laughs> yeah, you could have camped under that pants tent. <laughs> yeah, dude. He was just like, I'm gonna go, and then he yeah. had to like kill Mate. his boner real quick and tell yeah. Jesse Plemons to take Denise out. Yeah. God. <laughs> There's just so much weird shit going on in the show. Yes. Yes. Every, like I said at the beginning, everyone's like with somebody, but everyone wants to like fuck somebody else. Yes. Yep. Mm hmm. Yep. Isn't that life, Doug? Not if you're in a happy marriage. Isn't the grass always greener on the other side? Isn't that what Jesus said? No, never. New Barney 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 uh, Barney Stinson always said on How I Met Your Mother, new is always better. But you know what? He's fucking wrong, dude. <sighs> yeah, he's not the happiest of characters in the uh, end, I guess. Yeah, I guess not. Him and Robin get divorced. That's another yeah, show divorced. for another time. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there eventually. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, if I don't fucking quit after this episode. <laughs> You probably will. You probably will. <laughs> We've landed on some heavy shit, though, like some diverse but heavy shit just with our random... I, I With the premise of the show, I thought we were going to get some just duds that were just like, yeah, I've seen this show 20 fucking times before, but I've never actually watched something titled with this. <laughs> like, a, you know, it's like a predictable sitcom or like a three camera or something that's just like king of queens. I'm trying to think the only one that I've really 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 watched that we've done is house house yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and i mean like i said on young pope like i'd seen the pilot before but i didn't really watch it you know what i'm saying so like yeah i think we've gotten yeah we've gotten pretty yeah, lucky so with far, our kicks, definitely yeah house has been the only one that i've really yeah, watched so far <laughs> i probably Dude, did you it. watch any more of human trafficking no man it's another heavy ass show bro it's so heavy yeah it's so heavy. That's we a new segment there, we but... can do that I'm going to come up with right now, live on the oh, air. Oh, that's good. Have you have you followed that's up good. on any of the shows that we've watched so far? I've I've followed up and, like I said before, binged recommendations from you. Mm, yeah. Um, no, I meant like ones that we've picked for the show. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Not Young Pope. Not. I mean, like the, the Tick. I absolutely would watch again, just like on a whim. Yeah, you had seen it before. I've seen I've I've seen it like you know a few times before, because um, I watched a lot of House. Like I've watched like three seasons of House. Oh yeah, I've watched a lot of I've wa- I think I've watched every episode because my brother Alex, who I will probably end up being a guest on the show, is a weeb in your terms. Yeah, yeah. weeaboo. Yeah, we'll ask him if he knows a weeaboo. Weeaboo. Yeah, and we'll ask him if he knows what that is when he comes on. But uh, he's he loves House, and he really gave me insight into the Sherlock Holmes mm. parallels of House and all that okay. stuff. Well, I mean, like since we did that, I've been watching House. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like, you have, yeah. Since we did that episode, I've watched like three seasons. Oh wow! Okay, but I've also been like watching other shit. Like I've been watching Psych and Brooklyn Nine Nine. Uh, that's yeah. like my current mm-hmm. thing right now is Brooklyn Nine Nine. But um, yeah, I, I hey, definitely watched. Like, good segue into recent rewatches, Doug. Look what we stumbled into. I've never seen it before. But you're, but you've seen Brooklyn Nine Nine and no, I've never before, seen right? Brooklyn Nine Nine no. before. It's a, it's a first. Oh, those watch. are recent. Those are recent pre watches. Recent first, first watches. Watch. Yeah, yeah. Psych and 
and uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine are wow, first okay. watches. I love those shows. Why well, you never seen those before? Okay, wow. I I I never liked Andy. I I I I don't know if I would like Andy Samberg outside of the show or Chelsea Peretti outside of the show. But like I had only encountered them like through Chelsea Peretti through her comedy. And yeah, Andy Samberg through like the Lonely Island SNL, dick in a box shit, shorts. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I never liked that. I never liked it growing up. You didn't? Okay, I liked yeah, it. Oh, I, I, liked, I, it, I, I still it, like it. And it's not anything against it. I I know like a lot of people liked it. It was like a cultural thing. Yeah, I'm on a boat. You know, like it was it was a big. It's my dick in a box. Yeah, it was a big thing. You know what I'm saying? It just never really clicked with me. I've never really. Yeah. I, after I. After I bought Running With Scissors by Weird Al, and I listened to that for, like, six months, after that I was, like, pretty much done with musical comedy, or, you know, comedy mm-hmm. music. I was like, I don't care for it, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think the the appeal to me was the fact that it was the most, maybe, well, besides Adult Swim and shit like that, it was the most absurd primetime, like, TV-type you know, like, and Adult Swim's obviously not prime time. I, I was going to say absur- most absurd shit you've seen on a big network, but I'm going to say maybe it was the most absurd prime time. Well, I shit. also don't watch Saturday Night Live. It's not really my thing. Yeah. See, I was I I grew up with SNL and and watched like the older. I was into more like the the '70s shit, like the yeah. absurd. I know Steve Martin was never on the show, but he hosted it more than anybody else. I just don't really like sketch comedy. I guess. Yeah, I've had this okay. conversation with with Cameron's girlfriend because she loves Saturday Night Live. She likes the stuff that you like, like the seventies era, yeah. you know, eighties shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just yeah, don't really sure. like sketch stuff. It's just not my thing. I don't know why, yeah. honestly, because I love stand up. No, I dig that, and it's essentially stand up. But you like it, uh, you like improvised uh, sketch type shit, don't you? Don't like Curb or home movies? Curb is yeah, I do like Curb. I've never watched home movies. Okay. Uh, what else? Comedy Bang Bang's okay. Like, the first couple seasons were okay of that. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's Scott Ackerman. So, well, Scott Ackerman's podcast shit is 100% improvised and raw and, like, mostly unedited. Yeah. But his TV shit is, I like, between Two Ferns and Comedy Bang Bang, I think that the dialogue is improvised, but then it's obviously cut together in a way that is very produced. Yeah, Between Two Ferns is... But that's not to knock on Scott Ackerman. I lo- fucking love Scott Ackerman. I, I don't really... I've only ever... The only thing I've ever listened to him, honestly, is, um... Analyze Fish. With him and uh, oh yeah yeah him and uh, Harris Whittles Harris Whittles R.I.P. R.I.P. Um, yeah. yeah him and Harris Whittles that's honestly the only thing I've ever listened to with Scott Ackerman and I, I find that hilarious but that's obviously not yeah, it's improvised great. comedy you know that's just them listening to Fish uh, and talking about it well but, yeah but I mean the dialogue's not scripted is, is I mean what I'm saying. yeah but neither is ours but I wouldn't call this improvised comedy truth. But they're doing. They do a lot more bits than we do. Like they'll just get into not on not on analyze fish. But I mean, they're comics, so they're going to be riffing off each other and stuff. I mean, and making yeah, a lot for of jokes. sure. But it was yeah. But I wouldn't. I, I personally, I wouldn't call. But it yeah, it's not a story. It's not. It's a, not. Yeah, bits, it's not. A, you know what I'm saying? You're not creating a scene. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like that's yeah. But uh, yeah, that have you been rewatching anything? Um. I was going to say, as far as recent pre-watches or first watches, we need to come up with an official name for that. But I, I, I recently saw... Uh, have I said yet? 3%? You said that on up? the last, like, five episodes. 
Hmm. <laughs> Good thing I've never done drugs. <laughs> like literally, you've said you've said three percent since we like recorded like fucking Rogue Hero. <laughs> well, I promise you this, Doug. I'll never say it again. But I watched the show for the first time I, yesterday. I hope it's you called say the 3%. It for every episode that we ever do. You're like, my first watch, I've for the first time I'm watching 3% from now until well, the yeah, end of the show. Oh, 3%. That reminds me. I, I watched that for the first time yesterday. And it's this, uh, like, Brazilian show. Yes, describe it to us again for the sixth time. Well... It's really interesting, just based off this first episode, but I don't want to spoil it in case we we land on it randomly. You know, I don't want to talk about it right now because I don't want to give anything away about the show. Any more than you already have in the previous five episodes? No, I I watched this for the first time yesterday, so... You've watched it for the first time (laughs) for the past five weeks. It's like you have amnesia. It's like your 51st date, but your date is with the show 3%. And every day you wake up and you're like, oh, I haven't seen this. I want to watch this. And you only watch the first episode. And then you go to bed and you wake up and you're like, oh, I haven't seen this. I want to watch this. And you go to bed and then you do it fucking 50 more times. Until you finally realize on the 50th date with this TV show that you've seen it 49 other times. <laughs> so, okay. Should I cover my body with a, a memento-like tattoo of the storyline, yes, the story arc of 3%? Yes, exactly. It's like 51st Dates meets Memento. Okay. Yeah. I'll do that tonight. I'm going to stick and poke myself with this entire story arc of the whole show of 3%. And then you need to blacklight tattoo a fucking blueprint of the jail cell, and then it'll be like prison break as well. Oh, then I'll know how to break out of it. Then I'll know how to stop it. Boom. Jesus Boom. Christ. Adam Sandler. Uh, I re- okay, I'll just say this. I rewatched Flight of the Concords. Oh, did you? Uh, upon my own recommendation, yeah. because I brought it up. Yeah, you did. You <laughs> brought that up last time. Yeah. That we recorded. No, you brought it up whenever we did divorce. Okay, that's a better reference point because our, we're at wait. We're already off schedule. Yeah, which is my divorce fault. Divorce as is out already, and it's number we're six. We're jumbled. Yeah, we're jumbled up. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I don't know when we talk about anything. It's a car crash. It's my fault. But uh, what other say? Oh, fuck, Mary kill. We can do that for this. Yeah, we can. We can pull it off. Yeah. With certain asterisks, I think. Why don't you go for it? Everyone's of age. I mean, yeah, but but I think the characters develop to an extent that where I, maybe I'm attracted to them at the, a part of it, and then I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I'll get into it. You you go ahead with yours. I would, I would probably fuck Frances McDormand just because she had that little sex scene. And she sounded like a freak. Yes, mm-hmm. you can definitely infer that. I don't know who I would marry. Uh. It's the mouse? I don't know. Yeah, that's not a bad call. Not a bad yeah. call. She's solid. Yeah. She's not going to cheat on you. Well, maybe she will with an old man. I don't know. Maybe. And then my kill is 100% Christopher. That kid's Fuck. life needs to be cut short. You stole two of my answers. If, when you stole one, I thought it was okay. But then you stole two, and I was like, I, I can't say either of these. I'm going to have to get creative. This is why I always go first. 
I shouldn't have let you go first. <laughs> Next week, you can go first. Oh, fuck. Well, I kind of like this dynamic, though. I like <laughs> me having to scramble. Okay, so... Um, spoiler alert for the next 15 seconds of this episode. I was going to... I was going to marry Denise and fuck Henry Jr. Um, together as a polyamorous triad. Because they just seem like really solid people. They're both cute. He's got them little puppy dog cheeks like so me. So you're going to be in a committed emotional relationship with Denise. And then... Mm-hmm. Henry Jr. is also... Since it's polyamorous, you guys are all dating each other. So, Henry Jr. is your, like, fuck side piece, but he's also dating Denise? Yeah, like, it's not, um... <laughs> it's because not if he was married to in, her as well, then it wouldn't be polyamory, it'd be polygamy. Poly- uh, it'd actually be... It wouldn't be... It'd be polygyny, because it's two men and one woman. Oh. Uh, but Does polygamy mean one man and a bunch of ladies and multiple women? Yeah. I didn't know that. That I didn't know. But I no, you're right. You're, it the concept—it's a—it's an obscure term. But but yeah, really I think it. what would I think what would have to happen is they get they both fall in love with me in the climate in the social climate of that town. So wait, uh, Junior can't get married. They're already married. They both fall in love with me. Junior can't express his love, so we all agree. We come up with this plan. They get a divorce. They act, act all sad about it all the time. We're, we're all having three ways the whole time. And then she publicly, we, we act like we're dating and stuff. We get married after, you know, I don't know, a year or something. Mm-hmm. And then the three of us are just like on on the down low. Just... I have a quick question about these three yeah. ways. Okay. So you're in, a, you're in an emotional relationship, but also a sexual relationship with Denise. So you're fucking Denise. So is Henry uh-huh. Jr. like pegging you from the back? Or are you guys uh, like DPing nah, her? I don't want that. Are you guys? Like, it's probably. Is it like a? Is it like an Eiffel Tower situation? Uh, I'm not trying to get fucked up the ass. I'll just say that. No, no, no. Uh, are you two Eiffel Towering Denise? Yeah, that, I'm saying that's probably a closer. That's probably. That's yeah. probably what. Would, I didn't think that far into it. But, but you said that you would fuck Henry Jr. Though, so there's anal sex in there somewhere. Yeah, I'd probably rather give it than take it when it comes down to it. All right, that's fair. But I was just trying to figure out a way that we could work out this relationship because I like that couple. I think they're great. They're really cute. They love each other. I was just trying to figure out a way to get in on that in the social climate of this TV show. I was just trying to be vulgar. (laughs) (laughs) I I was trying to play you. I would rather fuck a man than be fucked by a man. I'll say that to anybody, any day, any time. I would say that. How about you, Doug? Nothing. I was gonna make a joke about how how a less devolved human being, and by that I mean a high schooler, would probably argue that being on top. This is uh-huh. this is fucking ignorant as shit, and I hate that it, it even it. popped in my brain. Thank you for bringing it up. <laughs> the ignorant argument would be that fucking a dude in the ass would be less gay than getting fucked <laughs> in the ass by a dude. And yeah. that is that's the less devolved mind argument of that situation. Yeah, because I I remember being in high school and that like scenario always came up. It was just like, which one do you think is less gay, to give a blowjob or to get your dick sucked? <laughs> and it's just like people would always land on getting your dick sucked. 
Well, there's an ulterior motive in that conversation. You're oh, trying to figure something out for yourself. 100%. You're, just, you're yeah. trying to figure out who of your friends is in the closet. <laughs> yeah, there's something else below the surface. And that's because it was the early 2000s and like, it yeah. was all, like everything was still weird. People were still saying the F word and stuff like that. And it's just yes. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like weird. Mm-hmm. Not Early two thousands were a weird time, dude. I saw this yeah. post on Facebook that was like it was like a meme thing, but it was like Twitter posts. It was these millennials being like, "Oh man, I wish I had grown up in the early two thousands. Like, it seems so much better." I'm <laughs> just like, "Okay, dude, wow, it's history only, repeats itself." I'm like, "Bro, it's only been like twelve years." <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's a trip. That's yeah. a trip, bro. That's wild. Yeah. So anyway, like I was saying, th- those are the two people I would theoretically marry and fuck. But uh, I was gonna come up with new answers to try to be more creative. But I'm just gonna go with still fucking Denise and killing um, Christopher because I've already spent too much time on my marry, marry and fuck. I was gonna try to come up with a different answer than you, but I'm gonna both. Uh, but I think that my motivations are different enough from yours to where yeah. it's passable. Yeah, yeah, they're they're definitely different. <laughs> Definitely a lot different. I would definitely kill Christopher for the same reasons as you, but I would probably be marrying Denise for a slightly different motivation, and and then fucking. Uh, Speaking of Christopher, uh, what do you think Junior. the what do you think the likelihood is likelihood of is of him killing his dad? I didn't think about. I saw more his dad as the murder, the potential murderer. Like if if anybody's gonna get murdered, I thought I thought it was gonna be senior or, or, or murdering. I thought if there's gonna be a murderer, it would be senior. But but yeah, I could see that he hates his dad. He loathes his dad. Yeah, he seems to hate his mom too. But I mean, there's yeah, it's his mom. He's more close to his mom. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's closer to her. Like I could definitely see him killing his pops. Yes, yeah, for sure. That, and that would be very uh, Greek tragedy, Shakespearean shit going on. Very like Hamlet, Ed, little Oedipus, yeah, Ed, yeah, Oedipus, Hamlet, Hamlet, Oedipus, yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. Exactly. Um, should we get to blindfolds? Yeah. My, you're making a mind. Is that mind blown? Is that what you're doing? No, uh, it's it's giving myself antlers. <laughs> oh, you're you're doing antlers. I, yeah, I have antlers for this segment. Okay. This is our antler segment. How many antlers would you give the show, Doug? How many antlers would I give? Uh, one half of an antler. <laughs> no, half a blindfold. Wait, are antlers a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> I don't even want to do this. I was about to say that antlers were have we're gonna have to go up. <laughs> like five antlers would be really good. <laughs> but let's not even let's not even fuck with. I don't want. I would say it's still. I'd say that it still works on the same level as blindfolds because I don't want no antlers in my life. I'm not trying to get poked by a deer. Oh, I want antlers. I want I want antlers on my head. I want to be like. Sweet oh, tooth. you want the ant- you want I, to have five antlers? Yeah, like, I was thinking I, I like want to be how like, many antlers do I want to be poked by? Oh no, I would want ant- like Sweet Tooth, the comic book where it's I that kid that. who has antlers. Uh, no, but I would give it half a blindfold for real. <laughs> yeah, I think it's okay. really good. I think it's really well paced for what it is mm-hmm. and how off-putting the fucking time mark is on it. Like, when you see an yes. hour and six minutes, you're like, the fuck? Like, could it not just be an hour? Like, what? Do we really need that extra six <laughs> yeah, minutes? Yeah, that was an... Yeah, you know that's like, such a HBO thing to do. Yeah, I was like, do we need that extra six minutes? Like... Yeah. But I would give it half a blindfold because, like, yes, it's very good and it's very well-paced, but 
if you want to, you can check out for a few minutes, come back, and still know what the fuck is going on. I dig. Because yeah. there, there were definitely some points where I pulled out my phone and I was, like, flipping through Instagram for a second. Yes. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. while I was flipping through Instagram, I would hear something and yes. immediately put my phone back down and go back to the show. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. That's why I very, in passing, I said it could even work as a radio drama just because the dialogue in this shit is so well put together. The the cinematography is so well put together. Um, I just, if you're done with with your... Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll quickly say, um, I'll, I'll give these two two prefaces, and then I'll give my rating. I'll say, as a stage play, zero blindfolds. As a movie, maybe half of a blindfold. As a TV show... It is considered a movie. Like, it's a, they said mini or a miniseries or something like that. Yeah, oh, technically it's a TV miniseries, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Because I'm saying this... Because it's split up, but I think it was technically shot as a movie, which is why I got okay. Golden, Golden Globe Awards and shit uh, okay, like that. Okay, you know okay, what I'm okay. saying? Uh, I see. Okay, yeah. Well, I'm I'm just saying this this segment, like this act of that movie, I guess, or of this novel or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think just could stand alone. Just that act, just ending how it did and starting how it did. It could it could stand alone as a, a stage play by itself. I think. Yeah. I, as a play, just how it started and how this pilot episode started and ended, I think as a play could just be a full story by itself and even just a movie by itself. But as a pilot, uh, as or rather as a TV show, I think I have to give it one blindfold. I loved it. Like I said, I'm not being coy or anything about that, but it's just for me... good rating, though. Yeah, yeah. Just for me, as a TV show, just kind of knowing, oh, this is, this is, we didn't get the full story here. If they didn't tell me I didn't get the full story, I think I'd be more down with it than knowing, oh, there's more If you more had said this. five blindfolds, I would have been triggered as fuck and just, like, rage yeah. quit. I should have said that just just to I would have, you. I would have fucking ended this call and walked out on my own podcast. If I, if I, <laughs> if I hadn't tweeted Cameron, I probably would have done that just to provoke you. Uh, you but, uh, you're still a cunt for that. I am a cunt. We're taking that word back, girls. Men are taking cunts back, finally. I've been saying that word since I was like 16. That was great. I I had this, I I don't know if I mentioned this on that Pacific Heat episode, but I, one time when I was in high school, I went to see this grindcore band called See You Next Tuesday. And if you're not aware, for those listening, that is a way to abbreviate cunt. Cunt, yep. Um... I don't know if you told me that personally. I or might have told you that like air. off air, honestly. Yeah, I don't think it. Yeah, it might have been. But fair. I didn't realize that that "see you next Tuesday" meant cunt. Mm-hmm. I quickly found out when I saw their merch table, and they just had this. It was a black <laughs> hoodie with just large white letters on it, probably about six <laughs> or seven inches tall, big old uh-huh. white letters. It just said "cunt." Across the front of this thing, across this hoodie, and I go home after this show, and I'm like nervous because, like, when I bought it, I was like, "Fuck yeah, this is awesome! Yeah. I wear this all the time. This is metal as I'm shit." A rebel. Yeah, exactly. Because I was just, but I was probably like 17 years old. You know what I'm saying? I was, oh, I, was yeah. I was a senior That's in prime high school. Rebel years. Uh, and I went home and I told my dad, and I was like, "Hey, I bought this hoodie that has a." Has a pretty bad word on the front of it. <laughs> and I remember him sitting on his bed, and he's just like, what is it? And I looked at him, and I just said, cunt. 
And I remember him sitting on the bed and his head just like dropped and he just kind of shook his head and was like, why'd you buy that? And I was like, well, and the that's band- coming from a Brit. Yeah. I was like, well, the band's called See You Next Tuesday. And he kind of like, then he picked his head up and laughed and was like, well, that makes sense. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, they, they didn't like really let me wear it out anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then like, but they got it. And then when I moved out to go to college, I left that in my closet. And at some point in my time, at some point in time, my cat had crawled into my closet and pissed on it, and oh they threw it away. And I and I was like, well, yeah, I guess that makes sense, honestly. <laughs> yeah, karma. That's yeah. when you started believing in karma. Yeah, I was like, eh, yeah, okay. <laughs> You never uh, wanted deal. me to have it in the first place, so... Yeah, I'm not going to go out and replace it. Yeah, definitely yeah. not. The band sucks, no. too, so... <laughs> Why would I? I'm not trying to wreck a grindcore band these days. If you if you need something to get dug for Christmas, listener, I know what it should be. Fucking black cunt hoodie that has cunt the hoodie. See You Next Tuesday written in grindcore lo- like font on the back of it, you know what I'm saying? Are you listening, Santa Claus? He likes the See You Next Tuesday. I do love See You Next Tuesdays. <laughs> oh, boy. But I'm Nailed it. Yeah, definitely. Do we have anything else? Oh, who would we recommend this to? Oh, yeah. Um, what did... I, I kind of... I, I threw that in really early as a joke. That didn't really land. Uh, well, I tried to do that, and then you fucking derailed me for like fifteen minutes. Yeah, and then I also tried to do it. I don't remember what I said, but then yeah, I, I derailed you. Uh, I'd recommend it. I don't know. I'd recommend it to pe- people who like, uh, you know, theater and uh, novels. I guess you have to be artsy fartsy. I think, like you said, oh yeah, you were talking. To, that's what I derailed you about. You were talking about how you have to be a smart person or be. And, yeah. and intellectual to appreciate it. And I agree with you there. I think yeah. you're totally right. I think I agree I agree with that. You have to this be This show is not for dum dums. It's for English teachers. Yeah, well she is an English teacher, I think. Oh, I said fans of divorce and fans of divorce. Yes, yes you did. Yeah, that's what I said. Like divorce the show and divorce the concept. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh People who like Frances McDormand, McDormand, uh, if you like yes. her acting, this is for you, because she fucking yes. kills it, like she does she most things it. she plays. She's very complex, you don't know, yeah. like she's not just a black and white character, you know, she's obviously uh, cheating on her husband, but she seems pretty validated in that, he's not, you know, giving her what she needs or whatever, but then it's like, well, I don't know if that's totally right, because she has a kid, yeah. she could break up the family, the kid mm-hmm. doesn't like her side piece, yeah. It's very, yeah, it's great. She does a great job. I would also suggest it to people that have been looking for a Shakespearean adult version of Degrassi that's wrapped up <laughs> into four hours instead of, like, 16 years. Uh, yeah. That's good. That's yeah. Good. Yeah, if you're into, like, yeah. if you're into shitty melodrama, but you're an intelligent person, you'll probably <laughs> like this show because I fall. I feel like I fall into that category. <laughs> You might be an intellectual who likes shitty melodrama. Oh, wait, no, I did it backwards. If, if you, you like, like Olive Kitteridge... Thank you, you take it. If you like Olive Kitteridge, you might be an intellectual who likes shitty melodramas. <laughs> Thank you, Doug. There we go. Thank you. That's why we're a team. Uh, a self, 
a team that's trying to blow itself up. And if you're a dum dum, you probably like that joke. <laughs> if you like that joke, you just might be a dum dum. This podcast is for dum dums, but this show is not for dum dums. Yes, agreed. Yeah. I'm not even going to touch it. I was going to say something, but I was about to alienate all of our listeners. (laughs) Oh, well, we're supposed to do that. That's a segment that we never named, is alienating Uh, our listeners. Alienating our listeners. (laughs) We have to, like, come up with a different way to do that every time. Yes, exactly. Didn't you say you had a new segment? I did. I'm going to save it. It's it's kind of... I'm saving it. I mean, we're through all, all of our normal ones. I'll save it. For another episode? Yeah. We'll oh. save it for next time. Well, that's it's a fucking a cock tease. Jesus. It's a, it's, a, it's a cock tease. It is. Don't blue said. ball me and the listeners. Like, you can't. You can't do that, man. That's like being... That's like walking up to someone and, like, being like, oh, I have this secret. And then okay. the other person being like, wait, tell me. And then the other person's like, no, nah, I can't do that. And then they're like, dude, you can't just... Be like, I got a secret, and then not tell me. <laughs> After that's, being that, like, that I've got a secret. Fair. You know, like, that's That fucked. is very fair. Um, okay, that's very fair. Um, but here's here's my perspective, is that I said, oh, hey, bro, I got two secrets for you. And then I told you the first one, and it, I said, hey, um, I'm, I'm fucking your mom. And then you started crying, and I was like, oh, I thought he would think that was funny. Um, you know, me and Cameron were, were fucking your mom. I thought you'd laugh about that, but then you got upset, and so now I don't want to tell you the second secret. That's my perspective, but I'll tell you if you want. You want the new segment? I want to know the new segment because your other new segment sucks a bag of dicks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. Okay. My new segment is uh, recent shifts in worldview. Okay? So, here's mine. I now believe in reptilians. See... They converted me, and now I've subscribed to their religion, and I'm sacrificing my body to them next week. Okay. So, I wanted to well, let you know about that. Okay, that's interesting. That's an interesting segment to have for a TV podcast. What did you recently convert to? Uh, Christianity? Mormonism. Oh yeah, these these two these two missionaries came to my door. I invited them in, and they were. I was like, you know what? I'm fucking game, dude. Like, I'm I'm kind of <laughs> bored, and I'm kind of looking to meet some new people. And they were like, you know what? You can come down to the temple. We'll get you baptized. We'll get you your fucking Mormon identification card. We'll sign you up for fucking uh, family tree or whatever that website's called. Uh, that fucking shit like we'll we'll get we'll get you all of it and i was like eh, that sound that bad <laughs> sounds so bad are you going to BYU uh no well i already have a college education so i don't really see any point to go to BYU but yeah. i did decide that i'm going to do my mission in hawaii <laughs> oh okay i thought i was waiting for you to say it and then i thought you were putting a period on it but yeah i like that that's yeah. that's a really good use of the Mormon mission. <laughs> is the church paying for you going to yeah. Hawaii? I'm just gonna go to Hawaii. I'm gonna learn to surf. <laughs> I'm not gonna go door to door. I'm oh, gonna shirk well, all the responsibilities. They might they might not uh, be down with that. They uh, might kick me out, you know. But yeah. I hear that. But you'll there be is in a, Hawaii. I hear there's a 
long process. And yeah, I'm in Hawaii. I'm an American yeah. citizen. I can just stay there. Like yeah. I already I already like got flown there on the Mormon dime. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I could just get kicked out while I'm there and then just continue to live my life in Hawaii and never see any of my loved ones again because Honestly, I'm going to I'm going to kill I'm going to kill myself anyways because of this podcast. Like it's, Yeah. It's inevitable. And, I'll, I'll, and then I'll probably I mean, I'll probably have to it's not like a suicide pact or anything, but I'd probably have to kill myself because I'd feel totally responsible for driving you into insanity. Uh, it, I mean, it would be like 50-50 you and the Mormon church. Okay. And it's also nice if you join Mormonism without having a, a family with a history of, you know, being in the, La- the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or whatever the fuck it's called, the LDS Church, then, uh, you know, once you get excommunicated from the church, you don't have – it's not like you don't, can't see your family anymore. It's just that you can't see all these people that you met that all wear matching clothing. Yeah, those yeah. – these other Mormons. Yeah, I – yeah, I was actually invited to a Mormon funeral a couple of weeks ago in Salt Lake City. Really? I mean, that's, that's a really, really dark and depressing – yeah, my uh, a friend of mine that I went to high school with, his little brother passed away from a motorcycle accident, and oh, their whole family's Mormon and everything like that. And I got like a Facebook event invite thing, which weird as fuck way to yeah to, to, to invite to, someone to a funeral to a funeral. Yeah, I was like uh, social media. I, th- I think this Ugh. is usually used for like fucking bands and. Like coffee shop openings, you know, like yeah, they don't have a template preset for funeral invites. Yeah, and it was in Salt Lake, but I was like, you know, maybe if I was in Salt Lake, I'd go, but I'm not going to fly to Salt Lake. Yeah, sure. sure. For my That's friend's fair. little brother's funeral, you know, yeah. R.I.P. Love the kid, but sure, sure, sure. Of course, of course. not going to fly to Salt Lake. Sorry, no. I also That's don't fair. know if I would be welcome. Do you think they would try to convert you? Probably. Yeah. I would, like, they'd, like, give me one look and it would be, like, non-Mormon written across my forehead. (laughs) You start talking about lizards and... Yeah, non-Mormon written across my forehead and then over my entire face is a big fucking target. (laughs) (laughs) This is the guy. Yeah, yeah, this dude's a fucking mark. This guy's a fucking mark. He's gonna be easy as shit. (laughs) They just smile at you and give you some homemade candy and you're like... What what's what are y'all about? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. Aliens or angels or More, yeah, that sounds good. You, but you have ca- candy though, right? Yeah, yeah, we have candy. Homemade. Okay, yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Are you okay. okay? I can't do drugs, but will you actually drug test me? Oh, okay. No, okay. Oh, All right, yeah, I'm okay. down. Cool. Yeah, 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 for sure. I can still live by myself, right? Like. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like. Uh, you're not gonna like be monitoring my bloodstream for <laughs> caffeine or anything, are you? Yeah, like, for caffeine. Do you implant cig- like a microchip in me when I get baptized? <laughs> is this how this works? <laughs> I, if it is, I don't know, man. Oh, it, it's not. Oh, well. well oh, okay. Yeah, yeah sure. I can sure. believe that. Yeah. Okay. Word. I can tight. say I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Tight. Yeah. You're gonna fly yeah. me to Hawaii? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, send, we'll so send you there. More, we'll send you there tomorrow. You know. Start. If you're a Mormon listener. Uh, me and Doug are down. Yes, yes tweet yes. at us hashtag uh, LDS for life. That's yeah, LDS yeah. numeral four L Y F. Uh, you can find me at uh, thirteen two one zero four. Okay, now I, that's a new segment. Shit, Caleb has to edit out. 
I did that on purpose for you to edit out. I like it. That, thank you for finally jabbing back at me. I was like, this is going to sound great with a really long beep across it. Oh, <laughs> uh, I like that. I also like how you bounced back from the Mormon funeral story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was Rough. great. Rough shit. <laughs> Uh, thanks for listening to Blind Pilots. I'm Doug K. And I'm Caleb Bro. Fuck, Fuck off, you. everyone. Yeah. Including that guy, Doug. You can find Blind Pilots on Instagram at Blind Pilots Podcast. Also, our artwork is by Cameron Del Rosario. You can find him on Instagram at Cam Del Rosario. And our music is by Dirt Doctrine. Goodbye. A post Christian production. Collaborating with We Busy But Creative Podcasts.